0: You're listening to the Weekly Sermon Podcast from Liberty Family Church. For more information about our church, head to the website, libertyfamilychurch.net.au. I'm wondering, how did you feel the other week when the lockdown, or even just last week, when it was announced that the lockdown would be extended yet again? I'm imagining even if you are the most naturally introverted person who loves spending time alone, even for you, hearing that kind of news was probably not the kind of news that you just went, yippee, I'm so excited about that, I can't wait to just be stuck at home again. For me, personally, I found news of this sixth lockdown to be disappointing, to say the least. Disappointing. Look, I, I understand and I agree completely with the reasoning of our, our government and the health professionals because, after all, they are health professionals. They've studied a little bit longer than most of us in, these, in managing these kind of outbreaks and particularly with the, the Delta variant, you know, and right now our nation's overall sort of low vaccination levels understand this is what we need to do in this time. But still, still for me, I was very, very disappointed as I heard the news. But I completely understand if we don't keep going with lockdowns, our case numbers will rise, the hospitals will become overrun with cases that need critical care and before too long uh, we'll see things that are happening even right now. We saw in the first wave in Italy, if you want to look into that, it's certainly not pleasant reading and even now if you look to Indonesia we can see what would happen if not for the wise approach that our government are taking at the moment now whilst I understand all of this I understand the short sharp lockdown how many times have we heard that short sharp lockdown when I heard this news on Wednesday I felt pretty flat I felt tired emotionally drained deeply disappointed on so many levels and as I sat pondering this news I felt almost like this wave of hopelessness sort of wash over me. I just felt low. Now hear me here, I'm not by any way minimising my experience when I say this but when I've found this particular COVID season to be particularly draining and I've felt the effects of it on my own mental health, I understand that I've really got it pretty good in comparison to so many others. I struggle at times in this season and have over the last 18 months or however long it's been now, but there are others out there who are struggling far more than I am. You know, I have ongoing employment and I don't really need to worry week to week about how I'm going to feed my family how I'm going to pay the bills, how I'm going to keep the heater on through the cold nights when I recognise there's so many people out there in our, in our nation today who don't have adequate or even any income coming in and I, I can't imagine how tough that would be. And while I feel a bit isolated from being able to get together in, in real ways, in your own home and things like that with friends and family... You know, I I see that I'm fortunate to live with four other human beings when many people in our country live by themselves and feel very much socially isolated and alone. I can't imagine how hard it would be to be living by myself at a time like this. Now I have secure housing. I can afford to keep paying my mortgage. While so many people are feeling anxious They're feeling completely at wit's end because either they don't have income coming in to pay their mortgage or they've got a landlord who's refusing to give them any further rental relief that they desperately need. Can't imagine that stress and strain. And I guess I'm fortunate to be sort of fit and healthy with no ongoing medical conditions to factor into all of this when so many people, so many people have complex medical conditions and that affect their day-to-day lives and no doubt in a season like this result in increased anxiety and feelings of fear even. And I kind of begin to imagine the effect that this would have on your own mental health or sense of well-being. I'm finding this season to be pretty draining and I'm confident that many of us Those of you who are facing much bigger challenges than I am could say the very same thing. Last year, in the midst of our long lockdown, and it was a long lockdown, wasn't it? I asked a a pretty important question, and I'm going to ask it again today. God's led me to ask this to all of us again today How's your mental health? How's your mental health? How are you going in this season? Are you feeling free? Are you feeling hopeful or does hopelessness have a hold on you? Well, if it does, if you're feeling a sense of hopelessness today, today is actually for you. If you're here with us today and maybe you're seeking or you would call yourself an atheist, don't know why you're even watching this live stream on YouTube, you just saw it somehow and you, you're stuck with us now, I want to say... Stick with us today. Stick with us today. Have a listen to what I share and if anything at all resonates with you, take it to heart. Ponder it. Consider it. And maybe even invite God to speak to you and guide you and shape your heart. And if not, that's fine too. You don't have to take anything away if not. But I'm confident, and here's why I think you should stick with us. I'm confident, knowing God's heart, that his heart is to see all people experience freedom and hope and life in abundance through relationship with him, that there will be something in what I say today for you. After all, we all need encouragement. We all need support. We all need to set aside time to assess and talk about our mental health. And that's what we're going to do together today. So I'll just take a couple of moments to pray. And then I'll share a couple of things, just a couple, that God wants us to remember in seasons like this when hopelessness has a hold on us. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you so much that you care. You are there and you care. We thank you, Jesus, that you long to see every person, no matter whether we would call ourselves a Christian or whether we're an atheist or we're seeking spiritual truth Right here today, your desire for every person is to encounter freedom and hope and life in all abundance. And according to you, Jesus, that can only truly be found through relationship with you. So, today, God, as we open your word, which tells us more about relationship with you, what that even means, what that looks like, God, we pray that you would minister to our hearts that you would encourage us where we are even right now feeling the strain on our mental health and we are feeling maybe even a wave of hopelessness washing over us or even we feel like we're completely being washed off the rocks, so to speak, and we have been tossed into the sea and tossed around from hopelessness to hopelessness to hopelessness and don't know how to get out. Lord, we pray today that you would speak to us, that you would encourage us, and that you would give us keys of where we should look and why we can have hope, even in the midst of seasons that feel very much hopeless. So we pray this today, Jesus, and we ask for your Holy Spirit to minister powerfully to our hearts. In Jesus' name. Amen. In preparing for today, I came across a helpful article called Eight Truths to Remember When COVID-19 helplessness, Hopelessness Has You Down, Has You Feeling Down by Jennifer Heeren. And I don't know, I reckon for those of us in lockdown 6.5 or whatever we're in at the moment, that sounds pretty relevant for us too, doesn't it? Now, here's the good news for you today. I'm not going to expand on all eight points. I hear you rejoicing from home. That's good. I'm going to touch on two points now and then around 11 o'clock or so we'll get together on Zoom and we'll have a Sunday Zoom chat but a chat with a bit of a difference because we'll actually be talking together, we'll be checking in with one another, we'll be working our way through the full eight points and reflecting on them and kind of considering why it is that we can have hope and encouraging one another in all of that. So we'll be checking in, we'll be asking the question, how are we doing, all that sort of stuff. So that'll be really good. So we'll be doing that in a little while. But first of all, let's get into it. These two that I want to share today. So here's the first. We would be wise to remember when hopelessness had a hold on us. We'd be wise to remember God's faithfulness. You know, time and time again, God has shown himself to be faithful. He's been faithful in the past to all his children. We have the Bible as a record of that from from generations ago. But for those of us who perhaps know other Christians, we know that from chatting and hearing testimonies, hearing stories of how God has shown himself to be faithful to his children. And he's sure to show his faithfulness again. That's the thing with God. He doesn't change. He doesn't, he's not moody. He doesn't kind of go, oh, well, I've been faithful, so I'm not going to be faithful again. No, he will be faithful again. We can bank on it. It's a sure thing. And he will show us his faithfulness in this challenging season and in future challenging seasons too. Perhaps right now you're kind of sitting there and you're thinking, well, I can even think right now of moments, even over the last week or two, where God has shown his faithfulness to me. Can you think of some? Maybe even as I continue on, think of a couple that you could share in Zoom in just a little while. You know, the Bible speaks of God's faithfulness in so many ways. Psalm 119 verse 90 says this about God's faithfulness. Your faithfulness endures to... All generations, you have established the earth and it stands fast. Our God is faithful to all generations. And that includes this one, ours, the one we are part of right now. I love this passage from Deuteronomy 31.6. Just let these words speak to and encourage your heart today. It says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. That is a beautiful promise. And these were words Moses said to encourage Joshua in leading the Israel Israel nation, the Israelites, into the promised land. But while the enemies that the Israelites faced looked very different to the ones that we face today, and I think it's fair to say COVID is an enemy right now of the world. It's not, and it's a quite a fierce one too. But the promise or principle can remain true for us today as well. You know, in the New Testament, in 2 Thessalonians 3.3, 3, Paul describes our faithful God like this. He says, but the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. Paul's speaking here in in context about wicked and evil people who were standing against the gospel being shared and and spread through the church there. But again, the principle applies for us in facing situations like the COVID-19 season we're in right now. We've got an enemy and COVID's an enemy, but I'd say Satan has a bit of work, a bit of a hand in all of this as well. So, we can be sure that God will be faithful and that he will strengthen and protect us from the evil one. You know, our God is faithful and he strengthens and he protects us if we choose to look to him and trust in him. Through the very easy times, when it's really easy to hold on to Jesus as our anchor and through the really tough times, when we are tossed about from side to side and all over and feel completely helpless and out of control, we can know his faithfulness then too. We can be sure of God's faithfulness. We can be sure that God won't leave us nor forsake us anytime. And we can be sure, friends, we can be confident that God is surely not going to leave us in a season like this too. Because, as Deuteronomy 7.9 says, God is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. God's faithful and his love is for all people. His love is for you. Whether you'd call yourself a Christian right now, maybe you're you're watching this and you're still making up your mind. Who is Jesus? Is he actually the son of God or is he a fraud? Maybe that's you right now. I want to encourage you, know this and open your heart to allow God to reveal this to your heart by his Holy Spirit that his love is for you too. And his love can be known personally. You can experience the fullness of his love if you humble yourself and place your faith in him. God's love is for you. And that leads to the second thing we'd be wise to remember when hopelessness has a hold on us. And and that's this, we'd be wise to remember the cross. You know, sometimes when we're suffering, I, I know this to be true from experience too, but sometimes when we're suffering, we kind of lack perspective, don't we? Again, by saying this, I'm not minimising in any way the struggles that many of us are going through right at this moment. They're real, they're big and they hurt, don't they? They're real, they're big and they hurt. They hurt us. They're not easy to deal with. I do think, however, and I say this from personal experience as well, that we often do, when we're suffering, we lack perspective and benefit from having perspective when we're struggling through any season in life. You know, I want to share with you something that Laura and I have been struggling with now for many, many years. For many years now, Laura and I have been facing some significant challenges with a building project at our own personal property. And we're facing these challenges not through any fault of our own. In fact, it very much feels unjust to us that we're going through these challenges. Um, We're we're basically facing a situation where a building surveyor that we, we engaged went rogue, wasn't licensed, was currently suspended, issued us with a building permit and then we... Went on thinking that we had a building permit, started a building project, only to discover about halfway through that our works weren't valid because we didn't have a permit and therefore we'd need to get them either demolished or rectified and go through a whole big process because of it. Long story short, it has been horrible. It has been tough, it has been painful and a rather costly season to go through too. Many times in this season, Laura and I have just felt overwhelmed. We've felt like the, um, the boxer, you know. He's, he's just sort of taking blow after blow and he's like, when is my trainer just going to throw in the towel? Come on, give me some mercy here. I want to get out of this. This is horrible. Many times we've felt like this. And if I'm honest, I would say hopelessness has had a hold on us at different times in the journey. And, you know... Whilst it's true and this season has been one of the most taxing and distracting and emotionally and financially draining seasons that we have ever had to endure in our marriage together, we've had many, many times along the journey when we have benefited from having perspective, from God giving us perspective. I can think of times when, probably me, no, it might be Laura as well. When we've been moaning about our building project, seeming like it's just sort of taking forever to come about and it's never going to get finished and our backyard's always going to look like a building site with equipment and materials all over the place and just moaning about that. And then God just so beautifully and gently reminds us that we're actually really blessed simply to have a home of our own, a roof over our heads, when so many people around the world are homeless or even are displaced as a result of the COVID situation around the world, but also in our own community as well, as we know from having Stable 1 share with us. God reminds us, actually, you know, a bit of perspective here. You're pretty blessed. You've got a roof over your head. And when we've been complaining about all these additional funds that we've had to outlay to make our permit and our legal works valid again, God gently reminds us that we're actually super blessed to have adequate income and food and shelter when, according to a 2020 World Bank report, 689, hear this, 689 million people live in extreme poverty every day living on an income of $1.90 per day. $1.90. And they don't have any of the Western luxuries that we kind of enjoy and take for granted. That was perspective that we needed at that time. You know, again, hear me here. I'm by no means minimising what many of us are going through right now. We face real challenges. We face real trials. We face real hardships in our Western world and in our lives. And they're hard and they're horrible. And we often are left reeling from them and feeling a sense of hopelessness. But what I'm saying is that often when we're in the midst of hopelessness, we would benefit from having perspective. And I want to suggest that Jesus gives us the best perspective when we behold the cross. We, you know, as Jennifer and says, when hopelessness has a hold, we need to, we'd, we'd be wise to remember the cross. You know, we face many challenging trials and tribulations in life, and many of us are going through some really difficult ones in this season right now. But when we look to the cross, when we think of Jesus and the trials and tribulations that he endured for us, really they are nothing compared to that, are they? As Jennifer Heeran rightly says, because he went through all of that, we can have peace when we go through various problems because he overcame the world and willingly offers us his strength. Jesus died a horrible death on the cross for us. And because he did, we can receive peace from him and be strengthened by him to endure in a difficult and often at times unfair and unjust world. And we can endure through any season, not through our own strength, not through wishful thinking, but solely through Christ alone, with Jesus being the anchor for us, keeping us, holding us, empowering us, by holy spirit's power enabling us to overcome now some of us today maybe we're thinking we're we're seeking maybe we're questioning we might be thinking well why did god send his son to die like why was that even necessary that seems a bit extreme to me well i would say that those like we've had at alpha they're really good questions they're fantastic questions and They're questions that need really good answers. Mark Oden, a pastor from Naples in Italy, he provides a really good answer to this when he said this. He wrote an article just as they were starting to come into the height of the whole COVID um, wave one situation in Italy where things were starting to get out of control and did get out of control, catastrophic really, Last year. This is what he says, and I love this. He says, Jesus came to warn us of the presence of a far more lethal and widespread virus, one that has struck every man, woman, and child. A virus that ends in not only certain death, but eternal death. Our species, according to Jesus, lives in the grip of a pandemic outbreak called sin. What is your hope in the face of that virus? The story of the Bible is the story of a God who entered a world infected with this virus. He lived among sick people, not wearing a chemical protective suit, but breathing the same air as we do, eating the same food as we do. He died in isolation, excluded from his people, seemingly far from his father on a cross. All that he might provide this sick world, with an antidote to the virus, that he might heal us and give us eternal life? I think that is a really good answer to that question, don't you? That's why God sent his son, Jesus, to die. And that's exactly why Jesus' death was necessary. Sin was a virus that could never be defeated by the wisdom or power of any man, woman or child. Only a mighty, perfect God could defeat sin once and for all. And Jesus did on the cross. Jesus is the antidote for sin and is our only source of hope, not only in this life, but also in the one to come in eternity. You know, I could probably sum up all that I've shared so far this morning by saying this. When hopelessness has a hold on us, we would be wise to remember that Jesus is our hope. When hopelessness has a hold on us, we would be wise to remember that Jesus is our hope. hope no matter what happens in life, no matter what hardships and challenges and horrible seasons we will have to endure, we can be comforted by the reality that because of Jesus, we have reason and we have far more than eight reasons to have hope. You know, if you've been listening to this and you have, I don't know, just a real sense of hopelessness, sort of you're sitting with that and you've been sitting with it for some time now and maybe you've even been listening to this and you're like well I don't even know what it means to know Jesus I don't know Jesus I know him as a historical figure or as a good teacher but what you kind of talk like it's more personal than that what what's with that can I encourage you today Can I encourage you today friends to turn to Jesus and find true lasting hope by approaching him in faith and opening your heart to friendship with him. Reach out to him and allow Jesus to reveal supernaturally by the power of Holy Spirit to reveal his love straight to your heart and allow that to wash over you and bring you hope in your hopelessness right now, so that that hopelessness would just be cast aside or be cast to its right place with Jesus very much front and centre And reminding you that no matter what all these other situations look like and the feelings that I have from season to season, and they're valid feelings, I feel overwhelmed. I feel hopeless. I feel like everything that I've believed in or trusted in or hoped for are just not on the cards anymore. To have Jesus before us as our ultimate hope. That he has not left us. That he's faithful. And that because of the cross, you have hope. I just want you to know if that's you, if you've reached out to him in faith, even right now, I want to encourage you that he wants to reveal the love, but he also wants you to experience his love and relationship with him. Relationship with him and also relationship in community with other people who love him and know him too. And that's where you can grow and you can be encouraged and you can find out more and more and more about what it means to have a personal relationship with Jesus. So if that's you today, take that first step, reach out to him in faith and invite him to come and have his way in your heart and reveal his love to you. And for those of us who might be listening to this and you know, we've known Jesus, we've known him for many years and we know him in that sense of truly knowing we have relationship with him. And maybe if that's you and you're kind of like, yeah, I know that's true, but I just still feel so flat. I need some encouragement. I need some support. Well, can I encourage you? That's what this next part of our service is for. We're going to be breaking out in just a moment into our Sunday Zoom chat and we're going to be getting together. We're going to be encouraging one another. We're going to be reflecting some more on the reasons why we have hope in hopeless situations. And so we're going to have plenty of opportunity to encourage one another and support one another and cheer one another on so that we can keep focused on Jesus, the true reason for our hope, no matter what. So if you are visiting, you're welcome to join us for that. And it would be great to have a big, big full Zoom chat all together encouraging one another. I'm just going to pray now. And then we will bring this part of our service to a close and um, we'll head over to Zoom in just a little moment. So how about we pray together? Thank you, God. Yes, thank you, Jesus, that when hopelessness has a hold on us, we can know where to turn. We can know who to turn to. We thank you, Lord, that we don't need to trust in the ultimately in the wisdom of men. We don't need to look to the left or the right or anywhere else to find hope. We just need to fix our eyes on you, Jesus. And Lord, when we look to you and when we remind ourselves of what you've done and what you promised to do, and ultimately what one day, as we sang earlier this morning, what one day will be our ultimate promise of eternal life with you, we can have hope no matter what, and we can take hold of that and that can encourage us and strengthen us with Holy Spirit's empowerment to press on in life, no matter what. So God, we pray that we would all know you, Jesus, as our ultimate hope, whether we're seeking, whether we've been a Christian for 30 years or more. We just pray, Lord, that it would be a knowing in the deepest part of our hearts that we would be overwhelmed by your love and as we're overwhelmed by your love and your grace and your mercy that you've shown us, that that would cause us to be filled afresh with hope in who you are and what you've done and what you promise to do now and one fine day when you return in the future. So God, we thank you for your encouragement through your word And we pray, Lord, that we would continue to encourage one another as we head on to Zoom in just a little while. So we pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.